There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm Gary Temple Bodley, and with me today is my good friend and fellow channeler, David Strickle. David channels the stream, the stream of David. Welcome, David. Thank you, Gary. Always fun to be on here. Did you think that, like, we talk about something other than COVID today? <laughs> you know? What's COVID? <laughs> yeah, what's COVID? When was that? <laughs> That's you know, I, so last week. It's so last week. We don't even know what that is anymore. That's just off the table now. That's, that's just yeah. So I hope to get this episode quickly up because last week there was um, the whole George Floyd incident. And so everything's changed from, oh, my God, COVID's out to kill us to, oh, my God, you know, this racial problem is bigger and worse than ever before. Nothing's getting better. And so we thought we'd come along and just talk about it. And, and you know, it's funny because I have not been inspired personally to post any opinions on this, but you and other channels have. And uh, I think it's uh, very interesting because there's, there's so much going on here. What do you think? It's, it's very interesting. And, and I have, we understand how universal law works. We, we channel, we teach this stuff. I don't claim to be the foremost expert on, on the planet of it, uh, but I think I have a very good understanding of how what the vibrational spiral is all about, what polarity is all about, why we have negative, why positive exists, and I do hold appreciation for all of it. Where I became challenged is I posted something, uh, gosh, I don't remember what the post was, and that was about me meditating uh, and really the appreciation of positive and negative. And I posted on Instagram, Facebook, all the places, you know, where I post everything. And this younger uh, black guy who follows me uh, wrote on the post. And it was a very nice post, a very nice response. And his, his question was asking the stream, how do I, as a black man, reconcile the, the murder of black people via the hands of law enforcement? And... The, 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 the light worker answer is love and light, everything's good, you know, all of that. But that's, he, he's struggling. He's a younger guy. He's struggling. He's reaching out. And as a spiritual leader, I wanted to give a, an answer that actually had some, some teeth to it. And so I stepped away and, and spent the day, you know, doing things that I appreciate, lifting my vibe. I did a meditation. I channeled an answer for him. And I, I liked the answer. It's very risky putting an answer like that out there because you just never know how it's going to land and how it's going to be received. But I thought, you know, what kind of a spiritual leader am I in this instance if I don't take a risk and, and put the, the authentic answer out there? I have never limited what the stream has to say about anything. And I have ruffled feathers before. Yes. The stream's the, uh, position on things like abortion and transgender people are not against those things necessarily or for those things necessarily, but they're not the mainstream politically correct point of view. Right. And I've never limited them from, from the beginning. We covered those things, you know, three years ago on the podcast. So I channeled a response and sent it to him and, and his reaction was very, very, very positive. It was oh, good. Yeah, that's great. And, and so I decided to go on my YouTube channel and, and read and do a video and read the response. And that's gotten a lot of positive. In fact, it's gotten a lot of views, a whole lot of views on YouTube uh, compared to my other videos, not compared to, you know, a Kardashian video or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not competing with a Kardashian. <laughs> so, you know, that, that sort of started my mind working that, okay, we, we have to keep our vibration as high as possible 
to allow our streams to flow, to allow Joshua to allow the stream. Esther has to do the same for Abraham because that's the only way we're going to get that, that connection and that information flowing. And it's got great value, but we are spiritual. Go ahead. Yeah, well, this is true, not just of you and I and Esther and, and other channels. It's true of everyone because everyone's connected to their inner self. If right. you're going to choose to perceive something as wrong, you're simply going to disconnect yourself from the wisdom that comes to you from your inner self. And that's not going to be a benefit to anyone. But it's counter to how we've been taught. If something's bad, you have to fix it, right? And you have to rally against it and hope it never happens again because you have to protect yourself as the victim against this thing happening again. And so for us, we know that going down that path into lower emotional state of being is going to disconnect us from our power. Staying in a higher vibration means choosing to see what possibly could be right about the situation. I just had a friend here and we're talking about the Holocaust. And I said that the, this is something Joshua had said before, is that Hitler actually gave more to the legacy of Jewish people than anything else. Because after that horrible you know, Holocaust, love pours in and people, people, you know, positively. Yeah, well, see, positive always prevails. Right. It, not necessarily on our preferred human timeline. Right, exactly. Positive always prevails. It will always, 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 always come up. And we had a rally here yesterday, a protest, and right across the street from me here, and there was maybe two or 300 people, and it was white people and black people together. And that's what the legacy of this instance is, is for the white people to say, what can I do? to see equality in everyone else and stop looking at things as a hierarchy. And so this incident is super tragic to witness it. And I watched the whole video. Um, And then I asked Joshua during meditation, what was this? And said that the cop and Floyd were brothers and had been father and son before, had been brothers before, had been best friends before, came together to organize this and that the cop actually had the more difficult role to play in this because he had to be the villain and he had to suffer the consequences of these actions. Yeah, he's going to live the rest of his life with that. Right. And, and, and that, we know that George is, is now in pure positive. Exactly. And that, that's the, the bridging the gap between that way of thinking and our human taught fear based life and death is final way of thinking doesn't serve, but I'm seeking now, how do I bridge that gap a little better? I understand that the streams teachings are not for everyone on this planet. Right. I I understand that there are people that are vibrationally matched to it. There are people that may be led to be vibrationally matched to it. The ego based human version of David wants to fill stadiums and say, hey, this stuff will change your life. It changes people's lives all the time. Just just do this and, and everything will be great for you. Right. Meaning that everything's not going to be perfect, but you're going to appreciate the positive and the negative and stay out of negative vibration more often because you're no longer fearing it. We know that. But the challenge was, how do I gently present the idea that George Floyd, and I don't know the cop's name, I haven't bothered to learn his name, they were vibrationally aligned. Right. And the stream, we use a little different terminology, but we always arrive at the same place. That's what I love about Joshua and Abraham for that matter. Um, they're vibrational neighbors. That's how the stream uh, says that. And, and a lot of times people will come on our lives and they'll say, oh, how do I find my soulmate? And the stream will say something to the effect, well, you know, you can find your soulmate if you want, but your soulmate could be your murderer. Right. <laughs> and then they're like, what? Oh my God, no, I want, you know, I want a boyfriend. I don't want a murderer. Well, you know, very powerful energy brings folks together to create powerful, powerful, combustible circumstances that actually drive change. Drive so, positive change. Exactly. Right. So now the positive change that comes from this, and, and it's funny because after I recorded it, uh, the, there is uh, someone that works with me in my business, uh, Ramina, is a black woman. And I sent it to her and I said, how does this make you feel? Yeah. 
I didn't hear from her for about a day. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she, I love her. I mean, she's always honest with me. Always, you know, if you don't have someone in your business, if you're running a business and you don't have that person in your business, hopefully everyone, but at least one person that will just lay it down and be brutally honest with you. You need that. I, I've always welcomed that in my business because I used to work for somebody who was opposite of that. You had to agree with everything that he said. Right. And that company is circling the drain now, unfortunately, but I won't get into all that. <laughs> so the having someone like that just as a sounding board, it, and it's not, is, is it okay to put this out there? Is it, did I do my job as a spiritual leader delivering something that is actual uplifting and helpful to people right. in some way, even if it's disruptive to their belief system, I'm okay with that. No, you want to be. Yeah. But is it, but is it landing correctly? Yes. And she said in the beginning, she says that the black woman in me in the beginning was angry that this white man is saying this, mm-hmm. but the spiritual being in me agreed to love every word of it. She said something to that effect. Yeah. Not verbatim. Yeah. And so I, I thought, okay, as long as I'm serving, even if I ruffle feathers, I'm okay with that. But I'm seeking to, to serve those that are not completely there because it's hard as a human being to watch a man have the life choked out of him on video and not feel human emotion. I can be the spiritual being all I want and say, oh, this is their, this is their you know, destiny and, and this is life or death and he's just having his human experience and it's okay. I know all that, but you still don't want to see it. Yeah. And, and the reason for these things that we consider negative is to inspire new positive. And that's what we're seeing now. So one of the things that Ramini and I talked about was I went back to Rodney King. I, I, we, look, we looked on uh, the line, simultaneously we're Googling Rodney King in the conversation. That was in 1992. Mm-hmm. And you know, those riots lasted for five days. And what's changed since then? There hasn't been a lot of positive change in, on that topic since then because the, the avenue that we take is pushing against, pushing against, pushing against, hating the racist, hating the racist, you're a victim. And we know by universal law that that's just going to continue to perpetuate that until it presents itself to such a level that we have to address it. Right. Yeah. And historically... <clears throat> There's been different groups who've been persecuted, and I've been thinking about this the other day. They conformed to the society. So Italian-Americans come in in the turn of the century, in 1900 or earlier, and they are, you know, derided, thought of as second-class citizens, and have this really unique culture that they sort of give up and acclimate into the rest of society. And then the Irish do the same thing. And then wave after wave after wave does the same thing. And, and here we are with a population that is so got so much to it that they don't need to be acclimated. They need to be, we, neither of us need to be conforming all the time. We need to be who we are. And the establishment seems to want everyone to conform the same way. And here are nonconformists saying we're not conforming. We're going to keep our culture the way it is. And you don't need to be afraid of it. You don't need to embrace it. You can enjoy it or not, but we're not going to change to submit to you in this culture because this culture doesn't serve us the way it serves, you know, the rest of white America. This isn't, and, and we're in the spiritual realm are learning this now, is this be productive conform, go to work, do your job, raise your family, go to church, blah, 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 whatever that is. And then you'll get this reward of retirement or this reward of a house or this reward of whatever. But you, in that process, you lose what's authentic and unique about you. We need not to be unique. We need to be as diverse as possible and to celebrate the diversity, not wanting people to conform. And the reason people want to conform is because it eases their fears. If they're like me, then I don't have to fear them. If they're not like me, then I have to fear them. Therefore, they must be like me. Right. And believe the way I believe and make me comfortable. And that's why I've I've really stayed out of politics uh, for years and years and years. And, And I was in a relationship with somebody for years that was heavily into politics. And when George W. Bush got elected, we actually lived in Florida in a contested county 
during that election in 2000. And the hanging Chad. I was there too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were <laughs> hanging Chad. Already. On beach. Yep. Um, he cried. Oh, it's the end of the country. And I just said, you know, because I knew, I already knew all this stuff, uh, not to the level that I do now. Yeah. But I'm teaching and I'm getting so much more. When you share, you get more. We were learning that, right? So I remember making that decision that I'm no longer going to give politics any power over my life. And I voted. I, 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 will, I, I have voted in every presidential election and most local elections. I've moved around a lot in the past few years. But I have voted. Uh, and I always feel like I'm sort of, you know, just just picking the lesser of the evils, if you will, because I don't believe in any of it. And I don't even know why I'm voting sometimes, but I do. And so I'm kind of stuck in that staticky space. And lately, I haven't voted since um, the 2016 presidential election. And right. any, I've yeah. moved three times since then. And I just, I just haven't. I've really not paid attention to it. And I've ignored it. And I understand that, you know, whoever's sitting in the White House or whoever my congressman is, is not in control of my bubble of reality. Right. And if I go down the rabbit hole of giving them that power, they will have that power. But what I'm challenged with, I don't want to say struggling. I'm not struggling at all with it. I'm intrigued by the idea of how I can continue creating and evolving my bubble of reality spiritually and still be a 3D focused human being and get involved if I want to, because it's okay. If there's no right or wrong, there's certainly no wrong with a spiritual leader or a spiritual person getting involved in politics. The stream says that to people all the time. You can get involved with whatever you want to get involved with. The question that they always suggest that you ask yourself is, is this worth me lowering my vibration over? Is this worth me going down my spiral over? For me, that answer is always no. I'm not going, you know, polarity is going to do its job on me no matter what. And, and I have tools to, to work with that in ease, but I'm not going to go down get on Facebook and start going down the rabbit hole of reading other things and absorbing that information and allowing it to lower my vibration. Exactly. Because it, it, there's no benefit for anyone in me doing that. Yeah. You get me think that that anger is the answer and pushing against is the answer and hating the perpetrator is the answer and here we are 28 years after Rodney King, same conversation, worse results. Rodney yeah. King was just beaten. He lived another uh, 10 or 20 years after that happened. This man was killed. His human life was, was ended, and he's in his completed state now, which is great. But those that love him and that were around him probably have a very different opinion of that. It's If you are attached to an outcome that you think is necessary for you to feel good or to solve some problem, then whenever it seems like that outcome is going to happen, you use that as an excuse to feel good, and that's fine. But on the other side, whenever that outcome seems like it's not going to happen, you use that as an excuse to come out of alignment and, as you say, down your spiral. And in there, you have no power. And so if you are supporting something or some agenda or some candidate or policy, that's awesome. But if you need that policy or that candidate to be elected and put into place because you think from your limited perspective that's how it should go, well, then you're just being attached to an outcome and that's never going to allow you to maintain that alignment most of the time. So everything comes down to maintaining alignment. How do we feel good? What feels good to us? And for a lot of people, protesting feels good. Now, there's, I was thinking about this the other day. There's the protesters who are vehemently angry of what's happening. And then there's the protesters who are supporting the people who are angry. I just want to come here and tell you that I'm with you. That's a very different vibration, you know? And also that kind of vibration sort of brings tears to my eyes. I'm mm -hmm. going to stand here. I'm going to witness you being angry. And I'm going to let you know that I support your Right. Yeah, understanding another person's anger, and anger is not necessarily it, it's there. There, there is different vibrations of anger. Certainly, and, and when you're you know destroying things, that's getting the anger out in a different way. But that's you know again, that's a lower vibration than somebody that's that's making their point very eloquently in a way that moves other people. That to me, that's a higher vibration, but everybody's having their own experience. So you've got to allow people to have their experience. The, right. the looters, the rioters, the protesters, the looters. 
Yeah, all of it. You, you, you just know? have to let them all have their experience and, yeah. and go back to, I create my bubble of reality. What do I want for me? But what changed for me this week, it didn't really change. It just shifted and it made me, made me think a little deeper this week. I have never really talked about, I haven't talked about politics on my podcast or my shows in years and years and years. I think when I first started doing the podcast, it was right after uh, Trump got elected and it was a stream's point of view of that, which you can just imagine what that was, that you know, we created the scenario. It all serves us. All contrast serves us. And it was, it was like that. And it angered some people and some other people agreed and you know, it was what it was. So we kind of just have stayed out of politics. Most people that follow the stream, just like people that follow Joshua, they're not really worried that much about politics. It's not really the first thing on their mind. But Michael, my partner, wanted to watch the Trump speech the other night. And I, I, I've never watched Trump speech. I've seen clips and I'll flip through, ah, yeah, whatever, and just kind of flip through and not really worry about it. And I always tell people, because I have a lot of friends that are really, really, really bothered by Trump. I live in Southern California. Uh, I live in a predominantly gay community, very liberal uh, here in Palm Springs. Uh, and, and so I have a lot of friends that are very bothered. And I've seen friendships. This, this pandemic has, of course, sped up the stream of things. And suddenly, you know, whether you're wearing a mask or not is this political statement. And I have seen friendships of, of people that I know end on Facebook over an opinion about something. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I, and I've had friends try to draw me into and Michael into. And we don't get drawn into it. And I like that we don't. We just don't. We're a good match because we just kind of turn our focus to what we really want and being happy in our, our bubble of reality rather than going down that rabbit hole because we both know that it doesn't serve anything. So I watched this speech and I, I will tell you, I was troubled in that moment of the authoritarian tone of the speech. You know, hearing someone say that they're going to call in the United States military against United States citizens on our soil from a human perspective, that troubled me. And I thought for a minute, wow. Can I get involved in this? Because if, if this type of thinking is catching hold of the United States, and obviously it has, then there could come a time where I'm not allowed to share the screen in the United States. This, this will be a country with one belief system by law, because there are places where you and I would be killed for what we do very quickly. And I'd be killed for being gay before you'd be killed. <laughs> be killed. So, <laughs> you're like, oh, we'll let him live another three days. Get the gay ones first. Yeah. Right? So I, I kind of thought about that, like, how do I get involved in this without lowering my vibration? Because I get to choose whether I get involved in it or not. The stream isn't saying don't be in politics. Yeah. The stream is saying if you give that power over your life, it will have power over your life. Get involved in what you want to get involved in. And if I, if I allow the presidency of Donald Trump or politics to lower my vibration, then what do I have to offer as a spiritual leader? I, I, that's not what I want. So now the thing that I'm toying with a little bit and the thing that I want to talk to other spiritual leaders about is do you get involved at all? If you choose to get involved, how do you get involved in a positive way? Because I know that fighting Trump is going to empower Trump. And I'm not looking to go work for the Biden campaign. Nope. You know? <laughs> so I, I'm not looking to do anything like that. I, yeah. And I don't have the answer yet. I just think it's an interesting thing to toy around with a little bit. We're intelligent beings. We all have connection, like you said, to the energetic realm. There's no right or wrong. There, there's no going down the wrong path because even if I did allow that to lower my vibration, it would create a set of circumstances that would ultimately serve me. And I know that. But I always go back to is that nothing outside of you has the power to create your reality unless you allow it to influence you. And then it's still not creating a reality. You're just creating the reality based on this influence and these beliefs that you're picking up in this position that you're holding. And so from my perspective, I look at Trump and I say, okay, this had to happen. Why did this had to ha have to happen? What's the positive that's going to come out of it? So I'm looking at it from a very high perspective, not being attached to any outcome. And I say, well, what it's doing for me is making me realize that this presidency, that office, that PowerPoint 
does it really have any effect over my life? He can say what he wants. He can be ridiculous. He can be have good ideas or bad ideas or whatever it is. But what I see in the population of the planet and especially the population of, of the U.S. is that it's no big deal. Whoever gets there, it's no big deal. It's going to be done in four or eight years. It'll be swinging back. Now, this, this is the slight shift that we haven't experienced in our lifetime down a, a deeper to a deeper level. And, and I understand that we can't hold, we're, we're not here to hold other people away from their contrast. We're not here to save the world. Exactly. I'm here to share the screen with whoever is ready to listen to it. And, and you're here to share, share Joshua yeah. Those who are vibrationally aligned with it, I, I totally understand that. And I'm not trying to save the United States from itself because I don't necessarily think that it needs saving or that the next person that comes behind Trump it is probably going to be a radical change because I think that's how Trump got into power in the first place. You know, we had this fairly liberal agenda that was pushed and a black president and the reaction to that is let's go all the way back over here. And then it'll go all, all the way back that, again. Yeah, in yeah. polarity, that's polarity. And, right. and once you understand, and that's what the streams teachings, and I'm sure Joshua gets into it as well, is let's get beyond law of attraction. I, I think most right. people who are, are, are ready to accept that they create their reality understand that, but do they understand polarity and the, and the impact that polarity has on your vibration and the fact that we're supposed to have this, this mix of positive and negative because negative inspires all new positive growth. We wouldn't be expanding if we didn't have negative things that we want to overcome. So how do we overcome? So we're witnessing something that we discern is not our preference. And we know that the, the path to that is not fighting Donald Trump. If that's not our preference, my preference is that I want to continue to live where I want to live and, right. and, and, and do what you do scream and do what I do. And I, you know, I'm, I'm living exactly where I want to live doing exactly what I want to do every day of my life. And that's, yes. Amazing, and I'm so grateful for that because most people don't allow themselves to experience that. So I want that to continue. And pushing against Trump because I'm in fear of losing that is not going to be a good thing for me, and it's not going to help the collective. So it's not about fighting Trump. It's hearing that speech and thinking, okay, what do I want? I want continued freedom and joy for me and for everyone who's ready for it. Right. But there's others that freedom and joy their version of that is having somebody like him and having the military come in and, you know, uh, have law and order everywhere as long as it's not against them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a, basically it is Trump reacting in fear, but everyone else is reacting in fear too. So the looters are reacting in fear. Trump's reacting in fear. Everyone's making decisions based in fear. When we say we're going to approach life from a different perspective, of love and acceptance and that all of humanity is moving from fear to love to the old approach to life of fear and control to the new approach to life of love and acceptance we are going to stand for love and acceptance which means i accept you and whatever you want to do completely and i am not going to fight against any of this i am going to promote love and acceptance i'm going to promote unity and equality in my own way if i say someone post, you know, um, Black Lives Matter or anti-Black Lives Matter, like all lives matter, right? I'm not going to engage with either of them. You're allowed your opinion, whatever that is. And I look at them from this higher perspective of you guys are figuring it out. And we are all moving towards equality because equality is the basis of this reality. No one is, there is no hierarchy. That's a human thing. No one is above or below anyone else. We are all equal. And we're moving towards equality, and this is the process of equality. And other cultures have gone through the same process too. But here it's 2020, and from our perspective living in 2020, it seems like there's great inequality. But personally for me, there's never been more of a feeling of equality. And from those around me, there's more of a feeling of equality. And if I look back to Rodney King in 1992, it's really hard to feel what that was like. Because I think that we've made strides. I personally have made strides and those around me. And, but if you, now if you go back to the 60s, I think it's more obvious that since 68, which was a tumultuous year like this, there was a pandemic, there was a war going on, there were riots across the cities. There was- the year I was born. <laughs> was, yeah, all kinds of shit going on, right? And, 
And that made was a big impact and made change. And then then comes like this, uh, you, you know, this pendulum swing in, and then another big impact happens, 92. And then now, you know, look, look at the Me Too movement. That's taking a whole different look at how people are treating another gender, you know, as as a lower class. So it's all this stuff is moving towards equality. And this is how the process, we don't have to be afraid of any of it. Yeah, well, things have to bubble up and present themselves for detuning. We, yeah. We teach that in the type practice that when you manifest something negative and something from your perspective that you don't want, right? that is you going down your spiral via polarity and manifesting this unwanted thing as evidence of what you need to work on for more freedom and joy. And that's the whole purpose of that's how you expand is creating something new coming out of something that you don't want. That's how all creation occurs. And, and it's a beautiful thing. And Debbie, uh, Debbie G who's on, you know, we're on together a lot. She's on my radio show this week and I'm on spirituality and wild all the time. She's into this whole uh, peace on earth by 2030 movement. And the stream said in that response the other day that they understand that we all want peace on earth. But if we ever truly arrive at having peace on earth, that will be the true destruction of planet earth because there'll be no point in physical at that point. Right. But we don't have to worry because we're nowhere near peace on earth. <laughs> it's it's so we're interesting. All contrasting experiences. We're all on different paths. You're not going to get that. This environment of 2020 provides for more possibilities in exploration as a human than at any other time in history. And of course it's getting more and more. So yeah. it's actually moving broadly into more contrast possibilities and more love possibilities. And you can choose which you want to explore. <laughs> but, but in general, you look at, for instance, poverty. So poverty now is half of what it was 20 years ago. But if you are living at that end of the spectrum in poverty, the ratio between the poorest people and the richest people has never been more. So while poverty itself is less, and while humanity is living more with more freedom and more abundance than ever before, the disparity between these two ends of it has never been more, which gives for, you know, imagine you lived in 1850. I don't care where you are in the world, you're poor as dirt unless you're royalty or something, right? But, but compared to your neighbors, you feel like the same. Okay, we're all in this together. We're all the same. No one's better or worse than anyone else. We're all really poor. But now in 2020, you're poor, and you see how many people are living life grandly, and you get up-to-the-minute information through your right. cell phone, you know? Right. That, that's what's changed with all of this is, is we have the technology now to see it. And with the stream right. is is that now we have the technology to communicate like we've never communicated before and we're seeing reality and coming together and we are, more people are speaking one language now so we're able to communicate differently. And in that communication, we're coming to question things like we never have before. And yeah. that's why religion and government are crumbling because we are questioning even the need for it. And, right. and that's how they describe the Trump presidency is that Exactly. This is an example yeah. that Brexit was happening at the same time. Yep. This is an example of what you would consider the most advanced nations where time has sped up more than anywhere due to technology and the collective consciousness advancement questioning, do we even need a government? You know, why do we need a government? Why do we need borders? Why do we need to claim that this land is our land and that land is your land and you can't come here and I can't go there? We're all humans on planet Earth. Uh, everything else is, is human construct. So the questioning of it is causing the destruction of it. And then that is, I kind of come full circle back to that. Oh, okay. Well, that's why Trump's in office is because right. our collective consciousness is pointing toward the destruction of government because we don't need it anymore. And, and maybe we're going to see the further destruction of government. And if we stop and, and, and start absorbing that as it's going to negatively impact us, then we're going to get swept up in that. Yes. So if we appreciate the destruction of government and set our sights toward freedom and joy, we're ultimately going to get freedom and joy. Exactly. So I can watch the Trump speech, let it take my vibe down a little bit because I'm still a human being, and then turn back and say, oh, yeah, but pushing against that is just going to keep more than that. And that's the perfection of what's happening there is that the destruction of government. The Catholic Church being turned upside down with all of the scandal and all of these things, people are realizing, well, wait a minute. 
They told me that I have to be this kind of person, live this kind of way and do this kind of thing, but they're not even doing it. So why should I do it? Yeah. And and find something else. Yeah. Kundalini yoga, Bikram, all these people who are leaders. Why are we looking towards leaders to guide us, to save us from ourselves? We are self-sovereign. We do not need a government. The government's not doing anything anyway. Here we have coronavirus. The government, we're looking towards the government to save us from coronavirus. It's not happening. You look at Katrina. The government couldn't even help them in a flood, right? right? And so we're saying, okay, the government really isn't that end-all, be-all to save us. Yeah. Well, it's funny you said that because I, I started out with the whole pushing against Trump thing, and, and Michael and I talk politics every once in a while. And he said he told me one time I sound like a soft Republican. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you sound like we're us. Well, what I say is not a Democrat or Republican. What I say is the government's not the answer to all these things that people think it is. You know, right. we're not going to enable people out of poverty. People have to pull themselves out of poverty. You know, I pulled myself out of poverty. Yes, I'm a white man, and it's it's easier for a white man to do that. I fully get it. Yes, but. There are plenty of white people that don't pull themselves out of poverty. It's not an automatic ticket to success in this country. And another thing that the stream teaches that I want to promote more is that we all are vibrationally aligned with a set of circumstances that we choose to be born into. Exactly. And the souls that are looking for the greatest degree of expansion are the souls that are, are creating more difficulty from the get-go. Absolutely. I want that experience. I want to come and be a minority. I want to come and have terminal cancer from birth. I want to come and be sick. I want to be born into poverty because there's an experience in there from a higher consciousness perspective where we're all eternal, that that consciousness understands that we don't fully comprehend as humans usually. Yeah. For that, then the world's really going to shift because when we more and more people are coming to understand that. Yeah. In fact, the fear of death. So really all fear is irrational, including the fear of death. We are eternal, we don't die. Yet our entire lives are set up to try and stave off death as long as possible. And in yeah, even that, if the quality of life is bad, it's so probably funny. terrible. Yeah. For long, you know, there like I, I said before, I think on the show, my father has a platter of prescription drugs in his kitchen. Mine too. You know? And what's the quality of life of sitting in your chair staring at the TV, drugged out of your mind all day long? Exactly. Because there's fear of death. Right. And we're yeah. fearing and the other thing too is 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 fearing quote unquote losing someone that you love right and i um i met with falana and i talk about her all the time she's a, a boot camp graduate of mine that had the biggest expansion of anyone i've ever known because her son was murdered now six years ago and she had at five years she had enough of suffering and she came to me to get into boot camp and i said are you ready to not only forgive, but appreciate your son's departure the way that it happened and ultimately appreciate the person that did it. Yes. And she said, yes. And she's been doing that work. And Monday was the sixth anniversary of his death, right in the middle of all this. He's, he's, he was a young black man, 23 years old. He was actually murdered by a, a Muslim uh, serial killer that was out killing gay people. Uh, so, I met with her yesterday and she has done the work for herself to get to this place where she's in such appreciation of all of it. She's not interested. The guy still hasn't stood trial six years later for the murder of her son. All these victim advocates are always on her. To, you know, aren't you upset? Do you want to give another statement? Mm. You know, the headline from the newspaper. She says, no, I'm not paying attention to any of that. I have a relationship with my son now because I'm in appreciation of his path. And being an appreciation of his path, and that was his life, gives me access to him. She has access to him now. And when we start viewing life and death as that person's departed from me and I'll never see them again, that's it's going to create a negative vibration in your life as long as you allow it to. Right. But when you start flipping the script and seeing things from a higher perspective, it gives you a better human life experience. Right. And, and, and that's what I'm all about is let's make our human experience, the time that we're here in physical, the best that it can possibly be. Let's find freedom and joy and appreciation for everything. Let's not buy into how we're taught to think. Right. And to me, true spiritual leadership is leading people to their own power, right. not telling them specifically what to think. But this is, you know, this is you need to turn inward. You've got this coming to you. You've got your own version of the stream. You've got your own Joshua. You've got your own Abraham. And it's fine to partake because there's an alignment there, 
But ultimately, I want everyone to tap into their own version of that. Whether they ever choose a channel or not is their business. But that that connection that is there to me is everything. My life really changed when I really understood what that connection was and, and stopped absorbing all this multiple you know, different strains of thought out there, all this different information of what, oh, that's Archangel, blah, blah, blah. And that's your guide. And, you know, it's your higher self connection and it's not a singular being and it's extremely powerful and a wonderful place to be connected to. This was just the Joshua live that I posted today was the greatest secret Joshua's ever revealed. And it's Joshua talking about, you have to understand the whole structure of what's going on here. There's the physical, which is the, the non-physical, which is your home and where you exist now at the same time as a higher, you know, has a more aware, higher perspective, you, and there's the physical and you are an eternal being and you are not separated from the non-physical and you're, and you have lived lives before, you're here as an exploration, you're here to bring something unique to this world. You intended to live in love and acceptance and true freedom and true abundance, and you are connected with your inner self. So the number one priority here now is to find and connect with that inner self and to allow the stream of thought that's coming from everyone's inner self that will guide you along your path of self-discovery. And when you feel negative emotion, because you're looking at something as if it's wrong, you are choosing a perspective that your inner self is not choosing. That's out of alignment. So our number one priority in life is not to get the house, get the car, get the wife, get the trophies, get the achievements, get the accolades, get anything. It's to connect to that stream of consciousness coming from a higher place that knows exactly what you intended prior to your birth and following a path of self-discovery to explore something unique that you came here to explore and to allow your true powers and your only you have these powers, only the individual to come out. And for you and I, that life, that path is as a spiritual leader and teacher and a channel. And once we found that, once we realized that that was our path, which for me, it happened in 2018, thanks to you and thanks to the boot camp coming and all this, now I'm living that life for the last year and a half, and it's co completely different than any other year and a half in my life. It's absolutely fantastic. More fun, more joy, more people, more things happening, more experiences. And my life every day is just like yours. Getting up and doing what I love to do all day long and feeling satisfaction in everything I do. And this is po possible for everyone when you find what it is for you. But that cannot be done if you're fighting against what is. Because that's just going to drag you down that spiral. And, yeah, and looking for reasons for it not to be. And, and one of the things I'm sure you've heard this too, is that when I start sort of talking about how good my life is, I'm not doing it to brag. I'm doing it in hopes of inspiring that you can do this too. Yes. The thing I get, well, your channel is different. Well, I'm not Jesus, you know? <laughs> no. Uh -uh. You know, I, I, we're not blessed deities. I've had plenty of contrast in my life. It wasn't until I started paying attention to what was coming to me and trusting it. That's why what I teach is Taya, because it's about trusting your abundance, trusting the message. Right. Because that's a, to me, that the reason I didn't call it Taya yeah. is because the biggest problem that we have is, is human beings and even spiritually connected beings, if you will, is fully letting go and trusting. And I get so much evidence in my life when I'm not trusting. When I stop trusting, Boom, everything stops manifesting. It's so true. I don't know, trust and stop caring about the outcome. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everything just falls in my damn lap when I'm in that space. And, and, and when I help people get to that place, it's the most satisfying work in the world. But it is. It's this faith that things are working out and that you will get there if you follow your inspiration. And if you process your limiting beliefs and you're able to manage the fear that pops up when you're inspired to do something, then everything works. Everything becomes highly effective in everything you do. And it, you have to have this faith and you have to have this faith. And Joshua just goes on and on about this. In this moment right now, we have to agree that in this moment that you and I are having this conversation, everything's perfect. I've got enough air to breathe. I'm not dying of thirst. I'm not starving. I have a roof over my head. All, you know, I, 
whatever money I need, I have in this moment, which is no money because I don't need, there's nothing I could do with money in this moment, right? Everything I need is here now. So this moment's perfect. I wouldn't change a thing because once the moment's happened, you can't change it. So fighting against what is actually truly happening, but we're always looking outside of us. Oh, that should be different over there. But if well, this we're, taught that, you know, we're taught that money is a report card in our society. Oh, absolutely. How many, how many houses, oh. how big your house is, is a big report you, card. If you but, can give up on that and just realize it's not money that's a report card, it's how you feel in a moment by moment basis. That's the report card. And happiness you can't get- is the report card. Are you happy? Are you loving you? Are you happy? And are you seeing the, 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 the positive side of humanity most yeah. of the time? And you and- can't compare it to anyone else because you can't know how they feel. And yeah. so they can show you a glossy exterior, but you're never knowing how they feel. So we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people and compare ourselves to ourselves. Five years ago, I didn't feel as good as I feel now. I'm progressing Every day, I'm feeling better and better and better. And maybe it is amazing. There's no ceiling. We, we don't hit There's the ceiling, no ceiling. Yeah. of of gurudom where we are now this enlightened being. And I know some people believe in you know humans living as enlightened beings. If you, you people can call you that and say that about you if they want to, that's fine. And I've had to come to terms with that. That's something in my spiritual leadership, if you will. I've had to come to terms with some people see the stream as a deity, as God. And I used to really push against that. It's not, it's consciousness, it's eternal, it's pure positive, it is a source of all creation, but it's not that. It's not judgmental, it doesn't need to be worshiped. But I real, I've come full circle to where I realize now that for some people, for them to, to, to give it the power, they've got to see it that way because they've been taught to see it that way. And if that advances their alignment, that's not my business. If they want to see it that way, it's not my business. They can see it that way. It's fine. I shouldn't promote it, but I shouldn't push against it either and just let it be. Yes. You know, when I started my podcast, I would get all kinds of, I still get it every once in a while. Um, you know, people from Africa wanting to have my baby and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, you know, you probably get stuff like that too. It's really interesting the way people revere you sometimes. Most when, of the stuff I get from is from Nigerian princes. I don't know. They oh, that, uh, oh, I got that money they, from one. They have money for it. It totally, it totally yeah. works. <laughs> <laughs> You'll say somebody's going to fall for that. It's going to be my fault. Yeah. <laughs> that fall for a Nigerian prince. Uh, <laughs> I asked for more picks. That was it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how we continue to evolve and continue to evolve and having this, this feeling of just, just being electrified and alive almost all the time, unless I let myself go down the spiral and then having the tools to get back up, everybody can do this. And we now I have enough graduates from, from my boot camp to where, you know, it's a practice that we teach. And now we're looking to serve the graduates differently because some of them are, are doing great on their own and some of them need further tools. Some of them think they need to come back into boot camp. but we've created this cycle that never ends of, of, of learning and appreciating and sharing and being, and then back to the beginning again. Yeah. And the sharing component is something that a lot of people get into things like this. And, you know, they're, they're really into the stream. They're really into Joshua. They, they take our programs. They absorb what we have to, to offer uh, in different ways, but they keep it secret. You know, they don't want their family to know this is too weird for my, you know, my partner. You know, this is too weird for my family to know. But what I found in my life was I kept it hidden for years. And the more I kept it hidden, the more I was not really in a state of allowing. Right. And the more ups- upsetting it was to me and the more it took me down my spiral that I couldn't be publicly my authentic self. Yeah. It shifts who you are. Yeah. And when I said, screw it, I'm going to do a podcast and I don't care who knows. I was in a corporate job, a very high level corporate job that you know, anybody having a podcast period would have been like, why aren't you working 24 seven your corporate job? Why do you have a podcast? Uh-huh. Unless the podcast is about this business, why are you doing it? That was the attitude. I didn't care. I put a spiritual podcast out doing, knowing it was going to be the end of my career in that company. Mm-hmm. And within, you know, less than a year, I jumped out of the airplane and said, screw it. I don't need this job anymore. And I have no idea how I'm going to make a living, but I don't need this job anymore. Yeah. Over two years ago. Yeah. Here I am still, you know, <laughs> not starving to death, certainly. Yeah. So, you know, the, 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 
the sharing of it is is sort of a, a phase of awakening, if you will. It is, really it is. But yeah. you get to where it's it's so amazing, and you suddenly you do understand people that say money's not important because those things are never going to bring the level of happiness that being connected and, and truly awake really does. So yeah. having stuff is great. I still like stuff. I still like pretty cars and houses and travel. And, you know, it's great. But none of it is worth me giving up this connection over and this continued practice of learning and, 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 and appreciating and sharing and being and back around again of, of all of this cycle of things because there's always new things to learn. There's always more things to appreciate. There's always more that I want to share. And I always want to be in a state of being the consciousness being in a human body very temporarily than I am. I think that most people who are in our boot camps just crave being able to talk about this stuff with other oh, people. Yeah. Yeah. And yet they what they want most because most people can't grasp this. They're not ready for it. Yeah. But, but everyone has someone they can talk to a little bit. And what I find is in the boot camp is that these people are are talking about this stuff with people on a level that the other people can understand. And in that they're being teachers themselves and they get more out of it, more out of it. And then when you can get into community and you can just really talk about it with the people in our boot camp, everyone has a coach and they are matched up with someone who's graduated the boot camp. And so they have this person to connect with. And then they really, unless you're sharing this with other people, you can't find them because they're not sharing either. And so you, I had a friend who was totally into this that I had no idea until she started talking about a problem and I started talking about Joshua's, you know, talking about law of attraction stuff. And she goes, that's a lot like Abraham. <laughs> I go, you know, Abraham? She goes, yeah. I go, do you know Joshua? <laughs> hey, let me show you something here. And it's like, unless you're willing to put yourself out there and be okay, but you have to realize that if you're interested in this, you're on a different exploration and you're going to be attracting others who are, just starting to learn this stuff. So I bet you everyone who's listening to this has someone in their life that they don't know of that would be so fascinated by this, but they're also afraid to talk about it. Sharing is so important. It really is. And if we're, if this information is beneficial to any of you listening, think about talking about it more in softer terms, you know, it is the well, thing is it doesn't have to be all of the the woo woo stuff. Is there's nothing wrong with the woo woo stuff? The right. angels and the spirit guides and archangel Michael Gabriel and all right. these different entities. It really is all consciousness, and we humanize it. And I, I, I appreciate it on a higher level as it is. It's it's consciousness. It's eternal. There's no linear time there, and it's always expanding and evolving based on our contrasting experiences and physical. Right. Uh, our, we contribute to it. We're part Absolutely. of it. Yes. And that's what it is. And to me, that's all it is, and that's everything. But if we need to dress it up and, 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 and say that it's this or that, you know, that, that's fine. But sometimes that takes, takes the message away. When somebody says that Archangel so-and-so, you know, comes to me and, and, and speaks to me directly and I'm channeling this specific person or this entity, for me, it serves an audience. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not no, saying that. I, I agree me, with you. But for me, I never got it that way. And to me, the stream and Joshua and Abraham, Abraham was really the the the, the entity that made me feel good about this. Right. right. It wasn't so woo-woo and weird and out there. And it wasn't so much like a religion, right. you know, with rules and you've got to do this, you've got to do that. You've got to meditate sitting this way. And you've got to be outside pointing that direction and all that stuff. I'm like, no, I, I can you know, meditate in an airport. I'm exactly. Yeah. So I think that the, the more we share that it's consciousness and you can make it whatever you want and you can use your imagination to bridge the gap. And to me, that's what the humanization does. It is a tool, and it's a useful tool to see uh, a human-like angelic figure that is benevolent and loving and protecting you. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah. But yeah. if that turns somebody off, it doesn't have to be that. And that, yeah. that's what humans really struggle with. They're so, uh, we get so caught up in black and white and right and wrong. And this is it. This is the only way. Well, obviously, there is no one size fits all thought for this planet because we can't agree on any of that stuff. And we probably never will. And that's fine. It's what I like right now is that this is such a fun conversation. And I like, bringing in other channels and talking about our experiences. And I really, you know, what I see now is we're a Baskin Robbins. There's 31 flavors and wherever you are on your spiritual journey, there is someone for you. And, and you can get, the more you open up into the streams, teachings, Joshua's teachings, Abraham's teachings, Kimberly Lee, all of these people who are channeling. And the more I listen to them too, it opens my belief system so that I'm ready for new information to come through. Joshua will only give me what can come through based on my belief system. So as mm-hmm. I open up that belief system, more can come through. And so that's what I'm doing. I want to get it. I want to hear from everyone. And, but for me as Gary, I like the practicality of teaching. How do I live a life effectively? You know, I want to be, more and more of who I am. I want to be more and more authentic. I want to be more transparent. I want to manage my negative emotion or my judgments. I want to manage my prejudices and, and preconceptions. I want to listen to both sides and not have a horse in the game. I want to be open to how everything is evolving. I want to see everything from the highest picture possible. And it helps me to listen to all different kinds of sources. And even Joshua, you know, to me, Joshua could be bigger, 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 bigger. And then I don't care. It is what it is because really Joshua's big is as big as I'll allow it to be. And so then I have to manage my personal fears about how big this gets and how it grows and where it's going and all that stuff. And I have to manage my ego thinking this should be different than it is, or I should be different than I am, or yeah. this should get yeah, the, the ego thing is interesting because you and I both have help, what I would call healthy egos. Not over-the-top egos, but it takes some ego to put yourself out there and say, I channel source. Because right. it's all source. Joshua, Abraham, right. the stream, source is coming through us right. with some filtration through right. a human conduit. Right. And you know, my intention all along, and I think you feel the same way, is to filter it as little as possible and get the purest thing out there, even if it gets me shot. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm okay with that because I don't want to filter. I don't want to limit their message ever, 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 ever. Right. Um, but it, it, it's balancing that ego because you, you've got to have some ego to say, hey, this is authentic stuff and it's great. And I have something to share with the world and I think it can change your life. There's some ego in that for sure. But then stepping over that, that sort of, you sort of cross this, this line into I'm a guru and I'm the best thing for everyone. And I need to fill stadiums and I need numbers. And, you know, my, my, when my following goes down on Instagram, sometimes I'll be like, I'll, I'll talk to you know, my business partner and our following went down and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. That doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter. <laughs> because I was connecting and doing well and helping people and sharing this message when I had, you know, a thousand followers. Yeah. So who cares? It doesn't matter. And, and somebody with a million followers or 2 million followers, you know, that's just their experience. And it doesn't mean that they're necessarily really impacting more people than somebody with 500 followers. Yeah. It's, how are you connecting? How are you serving? What are you offering? Who, who are you in vibrational alignment with? And if you pull the, the more you pull the ego out of it, and this is a, from a human perspective is always my challenge, pulling the ego back out of it, stepping back. That's right. I don't need to worry about that. I'm trusting, I'm trusting, I'm trusting. I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting exactly. the process. I'm trusting that the universe will always pamper me. And I prove that to myself every day. And then enjoying where we are now in this journey, where we actually get to spend time individually with people and talk to people and, and connect, where in the future that would be just with groups of people in a live interaction. And then the future of that would be simply you know, making videos or whatever. But so every part of that stage, and I don't know, I can't determine which is going to be better or worse. I really like it now. So I'm just going yeah, to- Yeah, well, it, it, you know, the, the messages I think are expansive and will expand yeah. for sure. And we've seen that. But 
the only thing that will trip us up is if we let the ego come into it and say that we're not growing fast enough. Right. Exactly. We're not growing fast enough. I'm not getting enough followers. I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. When you start doing that, boom, you're going to slow yourself down because you've put the static in the vibration. Yeah. Or what some people do in life, not just with channels, but in life is they get to a point where they hit some challenges and some struggles and they quit. Right. And I will never quit. Which is what I would have done. I would have quit if there was anything that I couldn't handle. And so the stuff. Oh, this were a, if this were a, a, a traditional business, yeah, yeah, I should be out. Yeah. Because <laughs> with the ups and downs and the challenges and all of that stuff, yeah. a lot of people would have quit and gone back to a corporate, a cushy corporate job. But I was prepared every step of the way by going through experiences that were soft enough that it that I got to a new perspective after that experience, I expanded, and then I was ready for more and ready for more and ready for more. And so here I am ready for anything right now. I can be on anyone's podcast. I can have anyone on this podcast. I can speak, in, I can speak really clearly about this subject with any human on earth. In fact, I'm at this position right now where after doing this for 10 years now uh, with Abraham and then Joshua, and doing so many podcasts and having so many conversations and having so much channeling going through me and writing the books and all that. I'm here at this point where I could be in with any human on the planet and talk coherently about the subject. So I have no wobble there about it. And so it took all that time to get here. And so I have to enjoy that that journey to get here was fabulous along the way. And I could never have gotten here without that journey. And so here I stand, ready to talk to this with talk to anyone about this. Four years ago, less than that, I was even sort of really self-conscious about saying I was a channel. To, even to people who were spiritual, you know, who are you to be a channel? The only channel is Abraham, is Esther. Oh and, yeah, somebody, I get that sometimes. Somebody said the other day, uh, you know, the creator of law of attraction, Abraham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay. Well, you know, Abraham's not trying to make that a cult. I've never gotten that vibe from Abraham at all, but there's no. certain people in the community yeah. that have turned into a cult. And that's what I used to judge that I'm now saying, you know what? The ones that see it as a cult are being served by it. Right. Let them have their cult. It's Let fine. Abraham's yeah. not promoting that. They're doing that. Yeah. And it's fine. You know, some yeah. of these Abraham groups are very cult-like. Yeah. You know, I, I posted something. I used to get in there and kind of mix it up with people. And I posted something that was a very early Abraham teaching. And the administrator swooped in, please keep this to Abraham teachings only. Yeah. And, you know, the gay man in me was sort of like, oh, wait a minute, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, so they only Abraham know what they know. You know? That, yeah. It was funny because I'm like, wow, you know, it was all very high alignment stuff. But the early right. teachings were actually more complex than what they've evolved into. They, they found a simpler, softer message they that, serve, that serves their alignment. But the early stuff where Jerry was sitting there, you know, just drilling Abraham, there was a lot of good stuff. That's what turned me on to all of this was I got the first Abraham teachings I absorbed were the original set of CDs. And they were CDs back then uh, from um, 1988, where, where she spoke very differently. It was a very heavy uh, kind of European accent. Right, I remember. Um, yeah, and, and those were great. Yeah. You know, it's all universal law. It's all you know, universal truth stuff, but it was far more complex than what the message is now. Well, and I shared a little tidbit from that. It, it was not met with um, the well, message that is now is has to be there because it's inviting so many people. And Esther just made a video the other day, and there was two point one million views on the video. Sure, and that's fantastic to have law of attraction being as popular as, as a lot of other contemporary stuff. It's fantastic. Well, that's why the secret's one of the best-selling books of all time. In yeah. my human perspective, it's got lots of holes in it, but look what it did. It's one of the right. best-selling books of all time. It, yep. it drew millions to come to understand that they create their own reality. That book is perfection. It did its job. It did more than its job, and it was a wonderful thing to move this forward. And then Abraham. Right has yep. done the same thing. And of course, Abraham was around before the book was ever written. I think the book was, was very Abraham-esque. Yes. A cleaned up version. And you, you probably know about the whole disagreement with all that. I'm not going to yeah. get into it. But, you know, somebody, somebody that's in my mastery program, I asked her the other day because she, she listens to Abraham sometimes. They all do. And stream sometimes. And sometimes Joshua. 
but this particular person is really divided between Abraham and the stream. And I said, so what do you, what's for you, what's the difference? And she said, well, when I want to go on that lush magic carpet ride, I'll listen to Abraham. When I want information that's going to smack me over the head, <laughs> yep. I'll listen to the stream. And they both work. And I said, you know, that's perfect. Because I went, when I started sharing this publicly, I cut Abraham off. And it wasn't because I didn't think it was fantastic. It, it, Abraham led me to channeling and I would, I, you know, she, I dedicated the book to her, uh, to Esther. So I cut it off because I wanted to, the stream to be its own thing, inspired by Abraham, the same source as Abraham, but really to take a life of its own. And it did. And, and it is something that's, that's a different flavor than that. But now I've come full circle to where it's nice to go back and listen to Abraham sometimes. It is a magic carpet ride. Yeah. It does raise your vibration and make you feel good. It is like a religious experience. Yeah. And I get what people get out of it. And I think it's fantastic. And I, I hope she keeps going and going and going. I love that this, the, you know, the COVID thing hasn't slowed her down at all. She's just sharing online now the way yeah. we do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's all part of an encompassing system of allowing people wherever they are to get into a new idea of how to approach life that is simply more empowering. And that approach starts with Abraham focusing on what you prefer, leaving alone everything you don't prefer. And then if you want to dig deeper, it gets into the stream into Joshua. Awesome. Hey, it's one eleven over here. Talk about alignment. <laughs> well, it's 10 11. If we're 11 11, that would be really cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to go another hour. Different time zones. So that, we could create that reality. That'd be great. Well, I'm sure everyone knows how to find you. David Strickle, The Stream of David. Tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, the website is thestreamofdavid.com. Uh, the Facebook page and YouTube channel are The Stream of David. And my Facebook group is Global Reset. I love Global Reset. It's an awesome Facebook group. And yeah, we started that. We, we shifted from Law of Attraction 2.0 yeah. uh, at the beginning of the pandemic because I thought, okay, that's old news. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's old news. Now we're obviously in this Global Reset. Time is speeding up. The world is, you know, we're seeing positive and negative just, just speeding up more. And we have a global situation now that we want to address from a higher level. And that's when we went into Global Reset and started the Reset Summits. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being here. And until we see each other again, be, be fun, I guess. Be, be alive. <laughs> always a good time, Gary. Thank I was going to say be safe, but uh, that's such a ridiculous ah, thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks Thank very you. much. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to find us on Facebook, we have a private group just for Joshua listeners. It's called The Friends of Joshua. So just search that in Facebook and ask to join and we'll add you. Also, if you'd like to help us spread Joshua's teachings, the very best way you can do that is to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Also, if you can subscribe to the podcast, that would help a lot. We're ranking higher and higher each week as we go forward. And this is really how people find us. So thanks for everything you do, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine, by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.